World War II in Italy, and, and a lot of my family did, and they survived. I think we can, uh, if we all stick together, we can survive this. For sure. And uh, right now in Ontario, we're still allowed to go out for uh, the essentials like groceries. Some restaurants still have takeout. Obviously, the COVID is uh, a lot more rampant in New York City and the surrounding areas, but are you guys in a different situation than us uh, as far as the self-isolation? No, we're, we're inside. No one really goes out. I haven't stepped out of my house in two weeks. We're, we're trying to, maybe actually three weeks. Okay. You know, we're trying to follow all the rules. You've got to be in by 8 o'clock and all that. But listen, there's, if there's no reason to go out, we don't go out, you know. And, and there hasn't been a reason, thank God, the last few weeks to go out. So, and, and for the most part, people are following the rules, you know. So, yeah. Uh, they, they're saying that now the next next week to 10 days are the most uh, important part of it, and it should be, it's going to reach its highest. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Is there people walking about, or can, can you notice a big difference right away? Yeah, gigantic. You can, okay. I mean, I live in the sub, suburbs, but yeah, you don't, you see this people jogging, walking their dogs, doing, you don't, you don't see anybody outside anymore. How long has the pizzeria been closed for? Uh, well, I do close in the winter because it's seasonal. Because Long Beach Island is a summer summer area, but usually okay. I'm open up. I'm open up at like the middle of March, but not now. I'm I'm gonna wait till the all clear sign comes up, and you know then open up. How far is uh, your residence? I, I live about uh, twelve miles away from the pizzeria. Yeah, about twelve miles. Okay, so you drive into work every day. Yep, and the su- summer is no picnic because you hit a ton of traffic, but you can do what you got to do. Uh, what's your living situation right now? Like, is it just you and your wife in the house? Me, my wife, my 13-year-old son, my dog, Scrappy, and my dog, who's named after Gordy Howe, Gordy, and nice. my rabbit. Gordy's a Rottweiler. And what about Scrappy? Scrappy's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there such thing as a pain in the ass, please? He's a, he's a Pomeranian, like a 17-pound oh, okay. dog, and a Rottweiler is like a buck thirty. And a lot while it gets controlled by the by the seventeen pound dog. It's amazing. <laughs> As you know, we're expecting on Saturday, and uh, thanks a lot for your congratulations. It, it does mean a lot. Yeah, Actually, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, any uh, any word of advice for a new father? It's just going to change your life so much, man. It's the, it's the greatest thing in the whole world that will ever ever happen to you. It's it's. You know what it is? As, as from from being a father, a, a guy's point of view, you don't realize it. You know, your wife's pregnant and all that, and she goes through all this stuff, and you're trying to be helpful, and you're trying to be compassionate. But you don't realize it until that baby comes out, man, and it's like, oh, my God, there is a God. I, there has to be a God because I just made this. I'm part of this. It's, it's like I said, it's the greatest thing that I guarantee you that will ever happen to you. And my advice is to enjoy it because my son's 13, and I don't know where the hell the last 13 years went. They just flew by. And uh, is, is he a big uh, Rangers fan as well? Yes, he loves, absolutely loves hockey. I've taken him to a million games. Uh, we've went to a bunch of playoff games. He sits and watches them with me. He screams at the TV like I do. We actually have videotape, which is really kind of cool. As you know, I'm friends with Gordy Howe, or was friends with Gordy Howe and, and yeah. the Howe family. And he, uh, I have videotape of when my son was about three or four, Gordy coming over the house and playing soccer outside with my son for like three hours. 
Wow, and that's awesome. It's, it, it, yeah, it was just, well, Gordy was great with kids. I, I'm looking at a picture I have uh, on my wall of my son and Gordy, and then there's another picture I have that Mark gave me, which is, I don't think there's a lot of them out, of there, out there. Uh, it's a picture of Gordy, uh, Wayne Gretzky, and Mario Lemieux walking in the snow, and it's all autographed by all three. Oh, my God. on eBay. And I saw it on eBay, and it, it was on eBay for $9,999. And Mark gave it to me, so well, that, that's one of the 9,000 things he's done for me. I have a Darcy Tucker. Do you remember Darcy Tucker? Sure. You play for, wait a minute, Darcy Tucker. Was he a Maple Leaf? Fan favorite for the Maple Leafs, and uh, obviously he played a few other places. He played in Montreal at the beginning of his career, and then he ended up going to uh, oh, Colorado. He was a feisty guy, wasn't he? He, yeah, he point yeah. me for sure. But uh, I had a picture of uh, one of my favorite Montreal Canadians and Darcy Tucker fighting. So I and I, I got a signature from uh, Frankie Bouillon, which uh, which was right. my guy. I've been trying to get Darcy Tucker. So I mean, the fact that you got three legends like that and all signed, man, that's that's amazing, right. man. You were talking about Mark. Uh, that Mark gave you the photo. So I, I don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, that was uh, Gordy Howe's son, right? So uh, how did you guys meet? In 1996, which was my uh, second season of having the pizzeria, this little girl used to eat in the store, a little girl. She's about 14, 15 years old. And she used to eat in the pizzeria every day. And she worked next door at the amusement park. It's this big amusement park next to the pizzeria. And every day she would come in and eat lunch and she would talk to my wife. And they became very friendly. Um, they would talk every day about stuff and and, you know, really nice. And I would say hello. And my wife introduced me and said, this is Asia. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, uh, never paid really too much of attention to it. She, she just seemed like a nice kid. So that whole summer that she ate there, uh, and, and every day my wife talked to her, the last day that, that she was on the shore because she was leaving to go back home, uh, she told us, you know, she lived in Michigan and she was going back home and she was coming back next summer. You know, we said goodbye, we hugged her, good luck, blah, blah, blah. So she leaves, and like two, two minutes later, this kid next door walks in and says, uh, you know who that is? And I said, yeah, Asia. He goes, no, do you know who she is? I said, I have no idea who she is. And he said, that's Gordy Howe's granddaughter. I said, yeah, okay. He goes, yeah, it's Gordy Howe's granddaughter and Mark Howe's daughter. I said, there is no way, because she was here the whole summer, I have... 100 pictures in my store of the Rangers, uh, photos from them winning the cup in 94 and parade photos. And you walk into my store and you think it's a hockey store, not a pizzeria. And I said, why wouldn't she say something? I have all this hockey stuff all over the place. He goes, no, I'm telling you. So a few weeks later, she called my wife because her and my wife would talk on the phone. My wife said to her, Asia, is your granddad Gordy Howe? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, and I chirped him, why didn't you say something? I mean, you see, I got all this hockey stuff all over the place. She goes, because I don't like to brag, because she's so down to earth. She really is a beautiful kid. And, and so down to earth and nice. And, and you know, that's, that's the way the whole Hal family is. They don't brag. You don't know who they are unless you figure it out. They don't say it. So, so anyway, Colleen, my wife, and her continued to talk the rest of the, the winter. And then that... Summer, when she came back down, she came in the pizza and I said, is there any way I could meet your dad, you know? And she said, yeah, no problem. I'm sorry if I'm rambling on. Uh, no, go ahead. Anyway, I said, uh, any way I can meet your dad? She said, sure. We have a houseboat 
uh, in a regular boat uh, in the marina down the block. So we went down the block. I went to the boat. Mark was on the boat with, you know, his family. And uh, Gordy wasn't there, but Mark was there with, you know, his, his other two kids and shook his hand. And I was like, wow. I said, and the first thing I ever said to him, which I think about it now and what an ass I was. I was like, wow, it's great to meet you. I used to hate you <laughs> because I couldn't, you know, growing up as a kid in New York, you did not like any Philadelphia flyer. Is that because of the proximity of the cities or is it because does it date back to the 70s with Dave Schultz? It, it, start, it started in, it started in seven, seven, 1974 okay. when, when Dave the Hammer Schultz beat the shit out of uh, Dave Wall for the Rangers. I okay. mean, if you get a chance, you do that. He crushed them. And okay. not one ranger, not one ranger jumped in. It was ridiculous. And, and, and you know, back then, third man in fighting was more acceptable. You know, of you course. didn't get suspended for 83 games like today. Uh, okay. and it, start, it started then. Listen, there would be fights in the stands all the time uh, with, between the players and obviously on the ice. You know, a lot of stuff was said bad. I mean, I remember... Not that he heard us, but I remember sitting all the way up in the in the blues, screaming at him, the blue section of the Rangers, you know, like you skate like your mother. <laughs> so you know, just just shit like that. But uh, kind of funny because I always idolized Gordy Howe, you know, yeah. always. Yeah. But to become friends with him, but I never thought twice about meeting his son. You know, I didn't. To me, Mark Howe was the Philadelphia Flyer. You couldn't like it. If you were a Ranger fan, you cannot like a Philadelphia Flyer. You know, then, then the Rangers hired Fred Shiro in, in 1979 from the Flyers. He had won two cups with the Flyers, became coach of the Rangers, and he took the Rangers uh, throughout the playoffs. They beat the Flyers, they beat the Islanders that year, they went to the Cup, lost to Montreal, unfortunately. And that 79 team was my favorite hockey team of all time. But yeah, it, it's a, it's, even to today, it's a huge rivalry. It's, it's, it's incredible. It, it, both fans hate each other's teams. Okay, so it's probably like Montreal and Boston. Montreal, Paul, Montreal, Quebec. If you remember, Montreal, Quebec was ridiculous in, in, the, in the 80s and 90s. They used to have yeah. blood there. You know, it's crazy what our fans do sometimes. Oh, for sure. Just uh, continuing on, with when you met Mark, uh, how, did, how did that friendship keep developing? That whole summer, like he was coming to Pizzeria once in a while, and I'd be like, oh, my God, Mark Howe's here. Wow. And he had just retired, you know, two years earlier, you know, and I knew about his whole career because I love hockey. And, you know, somebody like that, if you're a hockey nut and a professional hockey player comes into your store, you're like, oh, my God, you know. Of course. And then we started talking and and he was friendly to me. I didn't want to, I don't want to push my luck. You know what I mean? I asked him for an autograph. He gave me an autograph. Uh, I asked him, you know, for his dad's autograph. He got me a big poster. Uh, and he wrote, uh, Gordy wrote to Dominic, the King of Pizza, best yeah. wishes, Gordon Howe. And, and, you know, it was great. I put it up in the store. I was so excited. So uh, that, that, that summer went by, and, and you know, I could talk to him every time he came in the store. And we would always talk about hockey, and, and it was cool, you know. At the end of the summer, you know, he was like, all right, you know, nice seeing you. We'll see you next year, blah, 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 blah. And somehow the conversation got around to, if you ever want to come up to Michigan, because Mark was living in Michigan at the time, mm-hmm. you're more than welcome. You don't have to ask me that twice, you know? Uh, a couple of months later, probably around Christmas time, me and my wife jumped into the car. We made a 10-hour trip to Michigan. And I asked Asia, 
Well, my wife asked Dave, you know, what kind of house do these guys have? She was like, oh, we have this little house. And like I said, very modest people. We got there. The house was incredible. It was gorgeous. Uh, Mark was, at the time, uh, a scout, right? Yeah, he was a scout at the time for the Red Wings. He, you know, he had just been retired for two years. So we, we go there. We, we pull up to the house. We call up Asia on the phone. We're like, in front of your house. Yeah. I think this is your house. But anyway, yeah. she's like, okay, come in. And I walk in, and I look up, and I see Asia, and she greets us. And her mom greets us, and I look over, and I see Gordy Howe standing there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's Gordy Howe. I mean, wow. like I said, you know, somebody you idolize, and, you know, and, and he's, he's 20 feet in front of you. I'm like, and I walked over, and I, I don't get scared of nothing. You know what I'm saying? But I was scared that day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shook his hand and mumbled something to him, and uh, his wife, there and she was so so nice to me so nice to me yeah and got got to hang out with him for about a half hour and i couldn't believe it and this was great and we wound up staying there for about five days and the room that we slept in funny because i told all my friends this afterwards the room that we stayed in was the room that gordy and his wife would stay in when they would visit mark or stay okay. over there and i was like I can't believe I'm sleeping in the same room that Gordy House left in. I can't believe I'm in the same, taking a shower in the same shower that Gordy House. I, I felt like a five-year-old kid or a ten-year-old awestruck kid, and I was. You know, I yeah. was. Got to go to a couple of minor league games with Mark, which was really cool when we were up there. And uh, you know, our friendship developed from there. And then the, the following year, when you know he, he came down to the shore, he said uh, it was in. It was. It came down in May, and he and he, you know, he's, the Red Wings were great back then. So he was scouting all the time, and the Red Wings were in the playoffs, and uh, they were playing uh, Washington that year. And uh, I'm pretty sure they swept Wash. Yeah, they, they they swept Washington that year for the Cup. And for Game Four, which was in Washington, Mark said, "I'm I'm going to the game tomorrow in Washington because you want to take a ride." I'm like, "You're going to take me to the Stanley Cup." Yeah, come on, I'll take you, I'll take you. So we jump in a car that morning, we drive to Washington, which is about six hours away, five hours away. We go yeah. to the Capitol uh, Center or whatever it is. We go in there, I get my seat, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Red Wings win the cup. Uh, Mark goes, come on, let's, let's go downstairs. I got a surprise, I'm going to take you in the locker room. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going into the locker room? Wow. So now I don't know where I am in this stadium. You know, I'm clueless. I'm following, I'm following, I'm following. And also I look up and we're like ice level. I'm like, what are you doing? And he got me on the ice. And now they're skating around all the Red Wings with the Stanley Cup. And I got all these guys skating by me. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm, I'm watching the Stanley Cup 10 feet in front of me. And all these guys are skating around. All these guys that... That, that were unbelievable players. You know, Eisenman, Fedorov, and I'm like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. Actually, ESPN that year, the last shot that they have in closing the cup is me, Mark, and uh, uh, next Red Wing, Mike Knubel, on the ice. And you see the three of us talking for about a minute, and then it fades away. So that's my one of my favorite claims, I guess, being on there. But uh, Mark said to me, uh, he introduced me to Joey Costa, 
And Joey Costa had played with the Rangers a couple of years before. He was on the 94 team. And I love guys that are tough guys. You drop your yep. gloves, and to me, you're top of the chart. So yep. he introduces me to Joey Costa, and again, me being Mr. Idiot and being 10-year-old kid again, we're on the ice, and I hug Joey Costa like I know well, him for 20 years. And yeah. he's probably looking at me like, who the hell is this idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. So Mark says to me as we go into the locker room, which I couldn't believe it, got soaked with champagne. It was awesome. That's I could drink out of the Stanley Cup. I mean, wow, Holy drinking shit. out of the Stanley Cup. And he says, uh, hey, you want anything? Now think about something. Somebody says that to you. You're in a locker room. There's Hall of Famers in that locker room. Eisenman and Federoff were Hall of Famers to be, you know? So their mm-hmm. sticks are all over the place and everything. He goes, you want anything? I'll try and, I'll try and answer you. I'm like, can I get Joey Kosa's stick? I mean, no offense against Joey Kosa because I love the guy, great fighter. But do you have a choice of getting your Steve Eisenman stick or Federoff stick or Kosa stick? You're going to take Eisenman or Federoff, not Joey Kosa. But yeah. me, I want to, I got Joey Coach's stick, which I still have to today. And when 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 he picked it out, you know, because he asked Joey first, yeah. and I picked up the stick that he used in that game. He goes, oh, that's the stick I used tonight. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, no, no, I'll take it. He was so nice to me, you know. But uh, yeah, and then well, as as we went on, you know, everybody's drinking out of the cup and they're passing it along and and. You know, I was like hesitant. And Mark's like, well, I had a drink out of it. And I'm like taking my little sip. And I think it was uh, Maltby or Drake, but one of them picked up the cup and was like, no, 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 that's not how you drink out of it. Lifts it up and basically pours half of it on my head as I'm yeah. drinking it. So, uh, which was, yeah, which was awesome. They had one the year previous, I think, to Philadelphia as well. Yeah, they swept Philly. I Because they got swept by New Jersey in 95, which was yeah. – Mark's last game in the NHL was against um, the Devils that year. That was okay. his last game in the NHL. So then, then after that, me and Mark got a lot closer and started, you know, every year he would come down and, and then Legends were winning like crazy back then. And, you know, when they would go to the cup, I would take, because he would be down on the shore and we would drive the car and, we, and we'd go to, to, to Michigan. And, and uh, I was there in 2002 when they beat the Hurricanes, and, and that's the story of how I stayed at Gordy House house and destroyed his bathroom. Between that, there's a few things that happened. Yeah, uh, yeah, a bunch of things happened, yeah. It, I went all, I went to games with him. and Which other games did you go to after that? I went to a bunch of games with him. Like, he, would come, he would come to New York. You know, he would scout Ranger games. So I would go with him, which was really cool. He would get me in, and I would get we would go to the, because when you go into Madison Square Garden or any hockey arena, you need mm-hmm. to show your ID, and then they give you this plastic thing that you put around your neck and it tells you who you are, you know, uh, whoever, you know, Mark Howe, Scout, Detroit Red Wings, whatever. So the first time he took me to, to a game with him to scout, I guess he went through the Red Wings because um, I got my own plastic thing that I put around my neck that said Dominic Mazzella, Scout, Detroit Red Wings. That's awesome. <laughs> I still have that in, I still have it misframed. Not that anybody can make it up, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's, it's just the fact that it has my name and Red Wings and Scouting on it. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I used to go to a lot of games with him, you know, then from, you know, 98 until up until, you know, 2002 when we went to the Cup again. But, uh, like, every summer we would hang out in the summertime 
And, you know, all his kids at one time or another, all three of his kids worked in my pizzeria. Wow. His daughter worked there. Uh, his, his two boys worked there. Um, and what, I, I had a how working in there, I think, for 10 straight years, 10, 12 straight years. There was always a how working in the store. So, you know, he would always come in to visit me or come in to see his kids. And it seemed like he would come in at the best times where it would be packed. And, you know, Mark, can you do me a favor? Uh, I, I, my delivery drivers are on this side of the island. Can you go deliver this? And now they have Mark Howe delivering a pizza. You know, well, <laughs> to somebody's house. And, and of course, you would deliver the pizza and you'd be like, holy shit, you're Mark Howe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He would, he would come behind the counter and he'd give me a hand uh, and people would recognize him, you know, because there's a lot of Philly people down there because Long Beach Island is, is mostly Philadelphia and New York people. And they're like, are you Mark Howe? Or, you know, you look familiar. Or, you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. uh, Okay. And then Mark is like a very handy, handy person. Uh, he's fixed so much stuff in my store, you know, from my oven breaking to screws and nuts and hammer and stuff. And one year we had a major snowstorm uh, in like the end of March. And he came over and had all this snow on my roof. And he climbed up on the roof of the pizzeria and shoveled snow for four hours. I mean, this is the type of guy he is. He's awesome. He's a great friend, you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, for sure. And actually, I'm trying to think the year. I guess it was around, it was before my son was born, maybe 2004 or something like that. Okay. And then his brother Marty, and his brother Marty, who also played in the NHL, uh, I wanted to get my basement done. And he said, oh, my brother can do that. And uh, his brother came to my house, stayed at my house for a few weeks, and we did my whole basement, and Mark helped him. And, you know... They did an awesome, awesome, awesome job. I mean, which is kind of cool. How many people you know have two NHLers building their basement? Well, we finish oh, yeah. it or whatever you want to call it. You finish sure. it. That's the word I'm looking for. For sure. Uh, and a Hall of Famer on top of that. Yeah, and, and a whole, yeah, I keep forgetting that part, which I shouldn't because you know what, Bobby? For years, I told Mark, you're getting to the Hall of Fame. You're getting to the Hall of Fame. And because he's so modest, he would, no, 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 I'm not. And listen. If you just go by stats, he's one of the greatest defensemen ever. He really is. Oh, yeah. If you go by, if you go by his stats from, from the WHA and the NHL, the guy scored over 400 goals. He was awesome. Yep. He's an yep. all-star every year. Uh, he got robbed of a couple. In my opinion, he should have won the Norris Trophy as the best defenseman in the league a few times. I have a friend who's an NHL player on top of that being an NHL Hall of Famer. It's something that I... I hate to say it this way, and I don't really brag about stuff that I brag about. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like in the plus hundred, you know. A plus 400 in his career. Oh, like that's ridiculous. Is, uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I would bet you that's about six or seventh or even, you know, in, 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 in all of the NHL history since, well, since they started keeping that stat. And if you put the NHL and his uh, WHA career, he's got like 554, plus 554. Yeah. Which is, I think, behind behind Gretzky and, and a couple of other guys. Which, I mean, you don't really get better than that. When you mention Mark Howe's name, you know, and you look at his stats, with the exception of Bobby Orr, nobody compared to Bobby Orr, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's right up there with everybody else. 
just to put in comparison for the listeners, like one of my favorite players as a Habs fan was P.K. Subban, and uh, he was yeah, – He's down here. He's, he's playing me now, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think he was in the minuses uh, a few years, you know, and that's, what, that's the guy that won the Norris Trophy. And same thing with Eric Carlson. So, I mean, to be that high yeah. pluses at the end of the career, it's, uh, it's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, in, in 87, I think it was, when he was at the Flyers, they went to the Cup against Edmonton. He was a plus 85 or something. Yeah, yeah, plus 85 or something like that. I mean, think about that. I mean, the yeah. plus 80, that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. that that number is, it's, it's, you don't see that is what I'm trying to say. But, uh, yeah, he was a smooth skating defenseman, but who was an offensive defenseman, but who was really good in his own zone. You know, hmm. not a big guy, not a big guy, but, you know, he could handle him. He, you know, he, he, he checked and he skated great. Like I said, he had a great shot. So, like I said, the unfortunate thing was he wasn't a New York Ranger. Yeah, no kidding. If he was a Ranger, I would have flipped out. You know, he had to play for the hated Flyers. <laughs> did, he, did he win a couple cups? No, what happened was he won two Avo Cups, which was okay. the uh, WHA's equivalent of the Stanley Cup, you know? Yep. And then he went to two cup finals with the Flyers in the 80s. But unfortunately, uh, I think they ran into Boston. Uh, they ran into Edmonton both years. And that was the Gretzky years, man. You, didn't, uh, you know, that, that, that Edmonton team was, yeah, b- b- yeah, between them, Montreal from, from, you know, pick any era with Montreal. And, yeah. and probably, 70s, yeah. as much as I hate to say this, the Islanders of the 80s, those are probably the three greatest teams ever. You know what I mean? You know, unfortunately, he didn't, but on the same token, he got to play, you know, in them two cups, and then his last year, he got to play in the cup with Detroit, but unfortunately, they lost to the Devils, and then, but since he's retired, uh, the Red Wings have won what? One, two, three, four cups, I think? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, one, two, three, yeah, four cups, since yeah. he's, been, he's been their scout, so, yeah. you know, his name's on the cup four different times, man, you know what I mean? You can't, you, you can't. You can't get better than that. You know what? Here's a little one for you. There's never been there's never been a Stanley Cup that Detroit's won without a how engraved on the cup because Gordy, obviously, and then mm-hmm. Mark, which is kind of cool little fact there. Yeah, that's that's really really neat. And uh, actually, yeah. one thing that you did tell me: the only player to uh, get a goal assisted yeah. by you didn't tell me this because Mark don't say nothing. You can ask him questions and he'll answer you. But like yeah. I said, he doesn't brag about nothing. Yeah. So I, 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 as I became friends with him, I, I, and then years, you know, the last few years, the internet has exploded, and it's, and it's, you know, hockey reference. You can go on and you can look up all this great stuff and read about it. So I started looking up in the in the late seventies, the the World Hockey Association, the WHA, played uh, games against the great Russian teams. You know, Russia was a powerhouse. They still are, but you know, it was really a powerhouse back then. They set up a, a tournament between the WHA All-Stars and, and a team from Russia. Mark played in that game with his father and a 19-year-old, or an 18-year-old, I think, Wayne Gretzky. And, mm-hmm. you know, they called it Gordy and the Two Kids line. And they were all on the same line. And so I look and I'm looking up all these stats, and I'm like, I see goal. Mark Howe assists Gretzky, assists Gordy Howe. And I'm like... Wow, just think about that for a second. Who the heck else could have a goal scored and have it assisted by the two greatest hockey players ever? And mm-hmm. I called him up, and I'm like, Mark, I've got to ask you a crazy question. And he's like, what? 
I said, do you know that you're the only person ever to have a goal scored by Gretzky and Al and, and, and your dad? And, of course, he just blew it off like, well, it's no big deal. But, I mean, think about that. That's kind of crazy having a, yeah. you know, a, a stat. A stat. First of all, playing professional hockey with your father and your yeah. brother on the same team is, is nuts. You know what I mean? The chances of that, it's only happened one time before, and that was in the 90s when uh, in, in baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. played two years with his father at the end yeah. of his father's career, which is, I mean, but there's, a, there's so many games from, from 72 to 1980 when, when Hoffman merged into the NHL that Gordy, Gordy and Mark and, and his brother Marty played hundreds of games with each other. So it's, I mean, it's just incredible. And I don't know if you ever no, heard the Gordy is. story. Yeah, there's a Gordy story, and, and Gordy verified this, and so did his son. There was actually two stories that stick out in my head. Mark was, was skating, and one day, you know, he told his dad, he said, listen, Dad, he goes, please stop hitting everybody so hard, or, or give me <laughs> notice, the second notice, because he would fly into the boards, and Mark would get crushed, too, by his father, because yeah. his father crushed everybody, you know, and Okay. Think about it. The man was in his 40s at the time. And then there was another yeah. one that Marty loves to tell that uh, Marty was going at it with somebody. And the third man jumped in and Gordy went over, stuck his fingers in the guy's nostrils and picked him up by his nostrils. I mean, do you know how strong you have to be to do that? It's just incredible. And I've seen the pictures of, of Gordy in his younger days. I don't know if you're part of the Enforcer Appreciation page, but uh, just. Yeah, he was yeah. he was just incredibly jacked. He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, we went to Marcus building a house in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so me, my wife, and, and his family, we, we we went out to Pennsylvania to look at the house, and he was showing us the house. It was half built and all that. And uh, as we got there, and Gordy was there, and you know, and and we got out of the car, and it was raining, and it was all muddy and everything. Gordy goes, "Oh no, no, wait!" and picks up these huge. I don't know if they're two-by-fours or planks or whatever the hell they were, to put them so we could all walk across without walking them on. I mean, he picked these two things up like they were toothpicks. And you're wow. talking he was in his 70s at the time. The man was just amazing. I mean, to play professional hockey until you're 52 years old, to play in the NHL, think yeah. about that. 52 years old. That's like some kind of farmer strength. Like I mean, like if you knew, when you look at his pictures, obviously, uh, you know, uh, rest his soul. But like I mean, like at the end, uh, I mean, he was looking yeah. old, right? But like I mean, when he was playing in Hartford, whenever, like you said, the uh, the Whalers merged from the WHA to the NHL, when he was playing with his two sons in the NHL, he was still putting up good points. Like he was like half a point a game, and he and he's in his fifties at this point. Like that's unheard of. Well, and here's the greatest stat that you can say about. Cordy Howe's last year in the NHL, okay? Uh, he played on a line that year with Nick Fatil. Now, I love Nick Fatil. He was probably pretty much the first hockey idol I ever had because he's from Staten Island. I'm originally, I was born in Brooklyn, but pretty much raised in Staten Island. So, to me, Nick Fatil was Staten Island Nick, man. He made the New York Rangers. So, yeah. anyway, in, in 1980, he was with Tosford. And, you know, and they, and like I said, they merged in the NHL. So they put Nicky on a line with Gordy for the whole season. That season, Gordy played all 80 games. Uh, I think it was 80 back then, not 82. It was 80 games yeah. back then. He played all 80 games, scored 15 goals, had 41 points, 
and played on a line with Nick Fatiu. Not just <laughs> Nick Fatiu, but was not exactly known for his hockey, uh, his hockey uh, prowess. You know, he's known for his fighting. Nicky dropped yeah. the gloves uh, with the best of anyone. You know what I mean? Of uh, course. Although I like to always say, no, you know, Nicky was a 60 goal scorer. It just yeah. took him 646 games to score 60 goals. But that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can can you speak a bit to um, Nick Fortillo's just his toughness? It's a guy that doesn't get often mentioned. You know when they name uh, the top twenty fighters. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like you remember, you grew up watching him play. Listen, I still have my Nick Fortillo jersey, which is kind of cool because my son puts it on. Only it's like three sizes too big for him because he's not yeah. as big as I am. Thank God. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nick Fortillo could drop him, man. He would. And not only could he drop them, but he would get the whole guard and we would all chant, Nicky, Nicky. And and he fought it. Listen, he didn't fight 9 million people because people were afraid to fight him because he actually was a Golden Gloves boxing champion. Okay? Wow. So yeah. if, you, if you watch some of his fights, you can see, you know, he would block shots, punch, block, not just stop down away until mm-hmm. he you know, got really pissed off at you. But yeah, he was he was he was awesome, man. He was he was every New Yorker's dream, you know what I mean? Being from yeah. from New York himself. But man, he could. I, I there's some. That's why YouTube's so great too. I mean, there's there's all the fights with Ben Wilson, and and I remember these fights, man. I, I you know a lot of them games I was at, you know. But uh, yeah, and I can tell you firsthand that Nick Fatio is a super strong guy because uh, I don't know if we're jumping ahead on this, but in 2012. I went to the Winter Classic with Mark, and he played in the the, the game before. He played in the old the, in the Heritage game, you know, the old time Rangers versus the old time Flyers. Yeah, and uh, we went back to the hotel after the game was over, and Mark was like, "I'm going to go upstairs, take a shower, and all this, or, or I don't know, get dressed, change, whatever." And he was going to the bar, and uh, I'll be I'm in the bar. I'm like, "Okay," I walk in the bar. And I get I get fucking blindsided by Nick Fatio. I'm like lying on the floor, and I look up, and I'm like, what the? And I'm like, holy shit, that was Nick Fatio. Well, they set the whole thing up, obviously. You know, he helped okay. me up, laughed, I'm like, and I didn't really know Nick. I only met him one or two times before, you know? Yeah. Um, just an incredible strong guy. I don't get knocked down easily. And he yeah. knocked me down like I was a, a feather, you know? And, uh, yeah, and getting back to it, he would fight. He was just awesome. I never saw him lose a fight. I put it to you that way. When he said he got blindsided, what, what did he do to you exactly? He just nailed me, like like almost like a football tackle. Like I said, the whole thing was shut up. Here's me on the floor, and I'm like, holy shit! I just got tackled by Nick Fatiu. This gotcha. is great. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I could have been bleeding or broke a bone, and I still would have been happy at that point. <laughs> No, when he said blindside, I wasn't sure. He said he punched you, you know, like just lightly or something. No, like no, no, no. Okay. He didn't. No, he didn't. No, oh, he yeah. didn't punch me. But twelve-year-old kid again. I'm like, oh my god, Nick Fatigue just hit me. How many guys did he smash into the boards? And he just smashed me. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> incredible. Your stories are freaking fascinating. You know what oh, I mean? Thank you. We'll go to the the moment we've all been waiting for with your Gordy House story because not a lot of people are lucky enough to drink out of the cup one time, right? Can we? Can you walk us through that one as well? So in 2002, the Red Wings are again playing in the Stanley Cup and they're, they're playing Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. They, they win the first three games of the series. So game four is uh, Mark asked me, he says, look, I guess I'm going back to Michigan for game four. Would you like to go to the game with me? I'm like, 
Jesus, there's another Stanley Cup. How great is this? You know, I get, maybe I get to go on the ice or the locker room again. I was so excited. And I was like, yeah. I said, you know, I said, you know, how long are we going to be there? He goes, oh, we'll probably be there like five, six days. I was like, okay. You know, I had to scramble around to get people to work for me in the pizzeria and all that. I said, where are we staying? You know, because I know he sold his house in Michigan. That day. Now he was down the shore pretty much full time. So uh, he said, we're going to stay at my dad's. I'm like, uh, I'm going to stay at your dad's. <laughs> now, I had met Forty a bunch of times. But again, this is a guy I idolize. You know what I'm saying? Uh, him and Nick Fatio are my hockey gods. You know what I mean? So yep. I'm going to stay at Gordy House House. Wow, this is great. So next morning, early in the morning, 5 o'clock, whatever, Mark comes to my house, picks me up. We drive to Michigan. Now, the only bad thing I can tell you about Mark Al is when you are in the car with him, no matter where you're going, if you got to go to the bathroom, you don't. You don't stop anywhere. He likes to drive straight through. Okay? okay. Unless he needs gas, he ain't stopping. So we drive the 10 hours, whatever it is, to Michigan. We get there. I think we did stop once. He let me run inside for the bathroom two seconds. I got blessed, I guess. Okay. And we go in his house, and I'm like, I, I walk in, and I'm like, can't believe I'm in Gordy House House. It just can't get no better than this. You know, it's, it, this is getting ridiculous now. All the stuff that Mark has done for me, I'm now in his father's house. I'm going to stay here for five or six days and stay in Gordy House House. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Just, you don't, a kid from Brooklyn doesn't grow up and do all this shit. That's Not crazy. to brag. So we go in, Gordy greets us. How you doing? He's like, hey, big guy. He always called me big guy. And understandably so, because I'm a big person. But that's besides the point. Always big guy. So we, we, we go into, uh, and, and there's another story in that one. The only time I think he's ever called me Dominic, but I'll tell you that next time if you want. Uh, yeah. So we, we go in, he feeds us, blah, 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 blah. He takes me, he says, listen, we're going to take a nap before the game starts, you know, you know, go relax, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, okay. So he takes me downstairs into his, uh, you know, to the basement. Now, it ain't a basement like all in the world. This is a beautiful house they have, you know. Uh, I mean, in the basement, in the room in the basement has its own private bathroom. It's a beautiful house. It's a beautiful basement. It's a beautiful whatever you want to call it. So after this long trip, I got to go to the bathroom. So I said, okay, let me twice take a nap. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll lay down and, well, I go to the bathroom. I do what I have to do. I flush the toilet. All of a sudden, I look over. And the water is coming up, up, and up. Holy now God. it's going over the sides of the over the toilet, and I'm like, "Oh my God, Jesus! What the fuck did I just do?" So the toilet is overflowing. There's everything going all over the floor, as you can imagine, and I'm panicking, and I don't know what the fuck to do. And I pick up my phone and I call my wife. I'm like screaming, "Colleen, Colleen! I just broke that toilet, Colleen!" And she's like, "What?" I'm like, and slow down, she's telling me. And I'm like, I, I just wanted the, the toy. I said, I can't stop the water. I can't. And she said, <laughs> turn, turn the valve off. And I'm, I'm like, okay. So I reach over to the sink and I turn the sink off. That, it's not working. I said, Carl, I'm, I'm turning the sink. It's not the sink. Turn the toilet. Like I said, I'm out of my mind and I'm scared or whatever you want to say. And I turn the shower on and off. That doesn't work, obviously. And she's like, Bend down under by the toilet bowl. Turn the valve off. So finally I turned the valve off, and the whole bedroom is flooded. 
this beautiful bathroom in this beautiful house is flooded, completely flooded. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> so now I'm looking to clean it, but there is no mop or bucket. Who keeps a mop and bucket in their bathroom? Nobody. Yeah. So now I got to go upstairs and sort of tell Gordy what happened. Uh, Mark sound asleep. I'm not waking him up. Gordy was up in the kitchen. I said, Gordy, I had a little problem downstairs. I said, I'm sorry. I says, but uh, the toilet overflowed and I got a little water on the floor. Obviously, I lied because it was a lot more than a little. Yeah. So he goes, okay, goes in the garage, comes back with a bucket and a mop and some stuff and says to me, okay, come on, we'll go clean it. I said, <laughs> no, thank you. You're not cleaning the bedroom. I'll clean it. Don't worry. I yeah. got it. I mean, come on, Mr. Hockey, clean the fucking bedroom. Give me a break. So I go downstairs. I scrub it for like two, two and a half hours. I mean, I did a good job, to be honest with you. So anyway, uh, he's like, no worries. Don't worry. You know, no big deal. He was, you know, he was, he was fine with it. And I felt relaxed after that. But to be honest with you, if this was in New York or New Jersey, I would have fucking ran out the door and they never would have seen me again. Yeah. <laughs> so, but because it was in Michigan, I couldn't go anywhere. So he was like, no big deal. Don't worry about it. That night, Red Wings win the cup. We're all celebrating, having a great time. The next night, the Red Wings have a team party at the Illage's house. Mike Illage owns or owned, he passed away, unfortunately, since, owns the Detroit Red Wings, the Detroit Tigers, Little Caesars Pizza, uh, you know. So we go to their house, and this is like the greatest, biggest house I've ever seen in my life. We walk in, I got Gordy Howe on one shoulder holding my arm, and Mrs. Howe, Mrs. Hockey, on the other shoulder holding my arm. And I'm like, I walk in, and I'm like, you know, everybody stops because it's Gordy Howe, and I'm like, I felt like I was 20 feet tall, man. You know, it, I just, I felt like I was a legend, even though nobody gave a shit that I was there. But uh, no pun intended on the shit part. We walk in, and everybody in the team stops what they're doing and rushes over. Federoff, Eisenman, Hashik, Hull, Robitaille, all of them. And, you know, everybody gets in line. Everybody wants to, you know, greet Gordy Howe and his wife. Because they're like little kids, like I am. Everybody was when they met Gordy or seen Gordy. So, you know, everybody's gathered around and he and he's, you know, he's talking to everybody and the Illages are, are the last two people in line and they come over and he starts talking to them and everybody's listening to their conversation and Mark goes, I just want to introduce you all to my good friend, the big guy, he said, Dom, or something like that. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, and he's like, please just, you know, give Dom anything he wants, you know, treat him well. Just whatever you do, don't let them use your bathroom. And I guess Mrs. Illich looked at him like, uh, what? And he's like, yeah, you should see what happened at my house. He went and he used it and told the whole story of the bathroom. <laughs> the whole rest of the night, everybody from Hull to Eisman to whoever just ribbed me the whole night. And actually, 18 years later, and I still get shit from people that I see. But, uh, oh, my uh, God. That that's my Gordy Howe bathroom, how I destroyed Gordy Howe's bathroom story. I mean, the story in itself is amazing, but just the whole story when you walked in with Gordy Howe and his wife is absolutely uh, phenomenal. I, I don't know the word to say. 
just the class that they have. I, I, I'm getting shivers hockey, from it, man. It's crazy. Hockey royalty, man. That's what that's what the both of them were. Uh, I mean, you I mean, you don't get the title as as Mr. Hockey and Mrs. Hockey. I mean, and a lot of people don't notice, but but Colleen Howe, Mrs. Hockey, was very instrumental in getting Gordy and and the two boys to play together. Okay, um, she was huge huge with that. She was. Basically, for another word, their agent. You know, she got their contract. She made sure they were taken care of. She was an unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable woman. I mean, you could sit there and talk hours with her about hockey. She knew everything inside out. Great lady. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And uh, obviously, Montreal Canadiens, uh, we have our version of our own Gordie Howe and John Beliveau. Yeah, you uh, you had some great Beliveau locker with yeah. John. You, you. Hey, you yeah. know, there's a side note to that, too. You know, for years, Gordy had this little poodle that he brought everywhere with him. And I mean everywhere. And he nicknamed him Rocket. Wow. After, all, after so Rashad, cool. which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, and I, and I know how much respect uh, Gordy had uh, for Bellavo as well. Yeah. Just, uh, because, yeah. like, Be- Bellavo is known as a true gentleman. And obviously these guys, uh, you know, they went to war against each other, but... Uh, uh, Gordy uh, came to uh, the Bell Center. You can tell the respect was there. It, it's amazing, man. Just uh, just to hear these stories. Yeah, listen, I still don't think it's real. Sometimes I, I thank God I have pictures and stuff like that because I'm like, did I really live all this stuff in hockey? Yeah, you know, it's just and every kid goes up in the states. They want to be a baseball player or a football player, and that's yeah, their favorite yeah, sport. Yeah. You know, to me, it's hockey. You know, I used to always be. And to today, I am too uh, jealous of Canadians because you guys get, you know, uh, hockey night in Canada. You know what I mean? It's it's your number one sport. You know, sometimes in the states, it's sometimes unless the Rangers are playing the playoffs, they're always they never they don't make a big deal of it, and it sucks. You know, yeah. and then. The Nita Rangers did win the cup in '94. I was almost jealous because I'm, you know, people watching hockey that don't know shit about hockey, and I'm like, fuck you, you know, that's my sport. You're a big go watch basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's that, you know, whatever. I shouldn't be jealous, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, and but back to Gordy, man, to to, to be around him and to, to have him over my house and 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 to and man, he used to come in the pizzeria and and, and hang out, and he would he would. Of course, people would start to notice him, and and he would just sign hours, uh, autographs for hours, you know, and, yeah. and and shake hands and take pictures, and always, always was so nice to little kids, always so nice to them, you know, and and just I used to talk to him all the time about you know hockey from when he played and and the stories that he had, man, like you know, not that they were bad, good, or indifferent, but just you know, his memory of the game and, and games he played in. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this about him either. If you look at Gordy's stats, which are, which are very impressive, obviously, the guy never scored more than 49 goals in a year. But realistically, he scored a lot more than that because a lot of times guys would score goals, and I heard this from different people, and they would get credited for the goal, but Gordy tipped it in or whatever, but he would never say, that was my goal. You know that's what I mean? A, that's so he, he, he could have had a bunch of 50-goal seasons. But that's the type of down-to-earth guy he was, man. You know what? Quick side note to this. We were in uh, – we, we went to the airport. No, I'm sorry. Me and Mark flew into Michigan because uh, Mark had to do 
an autograph sign. He was brother and Gordy in Canada at one of your big supermarkets up there. So anyway, we fly into Michigan, and uh, Gordy's at the airport picking us up. We get off the plane, and, and you see Gordy, and he's about 30 yards away from us, and everybody's running over to him, you know. They want his autograph, and they're tugging on him, like like tugging on Superman's cape almost. And, yeah. and he turns around, and he goes, and he points at me. He goes, oh, that's, there's Dominic. Look, everybody, there's Dominic. <laughs> people coming over to me like, who the fuck is Dominic, you know? But yeah. that was his sense of humor. And, and I'll tell you a quick one, too, on that one. Uh, another time, I, I don't remember. Oh, it was, I'm trying to think when exactly it was. I think it was when Mark got inducted into the Philadelphia Flyer Hall of Fame. Um, we all went to Philly, and the night before, we stayed in a hotel, and the Flyers were so nice, they put us all up in a hotel. And... Of course, I, you know, I wouldn't leave Gordy alone. I always wanted to be with him and bullshit with him. So he says, you, you got to do me a favor. I said, sure, anything. What do you need? He goes, when we go downstairs, people are going to come over to me. I'll sign a few autographs, take a couple of pictures. But when I give you the look, just come over and say, listen, uh, Mr. Howell, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we, we have to get going. You know, make it, don't make me look like a bad person. I said, sure, <laughs> of course not. So... Yeah. He goes downstairs, everybody mobs him, all these little kids, oh my God, you're Gordy Howe, the fathers are coming over, everybody wants a picture with him, blah, blah, blah. So this goes on for about 20 minutes, because he just didn't sign one, he signed everything. Yeah. So he gives me the look. So now I'm understanding that I'm supposed to come over and say, hey kids, I'm really sorry, but Mr. Howe has to get going. So I walk, he gives me the look, I walk over, and this is how he always set me up for shit. Always. I walk over. I'm like, hey, kids, I'm really sorry. Mr. Howe has to go. Uh, we have to go now. Mr. Howe has to, you know, go along. He can't keep, can't be staying here or whatever. And he turns around and he goes, screw you, buddy. Get away from me. Or, or something along that line. <laughs> like, I, I, but this is the shit that he used to do to me. He just, he would set me up for stuff. And and just, you know, he always joked around with me. When it was time to be serious, he was serious, but he would like to rib me. You know, big guy, big guy. He always called me big guy. <laughs> what a great what a great sense of humor. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he was just, uh, he was unbelievable. Listen, but he, he did it to me, he did it to I mean, you. If you met him and you were in his presence for five minutes, you felt like you knew him for your whole life. He was like your, your uncle, the uncle that everybody loves. That's the best way to describe the guy. He was personable and friendly and I never saw him say no to an autograph you know he signed pizza boxes plates napkins he signed everything in my store for people you know sign this please sign that you know and he just and just never no 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 leave me alone he just did it and did it and did it so unbelievable guy so he's been in your restaurant multiple times oh yeah yeah probably let's see if I if I met him and where where was he staying like when he was going to your restaurant Oh, well, Mark owned uh, uh, two boats. He owned a houseboat and he owned a, uh, a regular boat down there. Okay. And since okay. he's bought a house, he's bought a, he's bought a house down there. So, but they would always stay on the two boats. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. And I always said, you know, Gordy, you want to stay in a nice house? You can always come to my house, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which he did, but didn't stay over. But you know, that would have been another story. I would have probably never left the poor guy alone. Yeah, he, he was in my store a bunch of times, at my house a couple of times. Uh, I got to eat, go out to dinner with him a bunch of times in his family. I mean, they, they, like they said, it's just 
his whole the whole Howell family is is unbelievable. They have another brother Murray who's awesome. He's he's a doctor. I mean, you have three boys in your family. Two of them are hockey players, and one becomes a doctor. That's uh, amazing. I don't think you yeah. can do too much better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, just like, great people. Yeah. Like I was already a Gordy Howe fan, but you've made me a bigger fan. Talking about these stories and just saying like how incredible the man was, uh, I, and Mark as well, obviously. You know, just how handy he was, which uh, obviously I want to do on a, a second episode with you. This has really all been super fascinating for me and kind of making me happy that I started the whole podcast thing because, you know, I, I wouldn't have known these things. You know, like we follow hockey, but we never see the the other side. You know, we don't see the personal the side real, of, as of I hockey. Call it, yeah, the, the real side to it. Like these people, and thank you for saying all that, but these people are real, which – you know what? Yeah. We see them on TV, and we, we don't think they're real, man. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, without, get, without getting into so much specifics, I've seen, you know, the, the great times with these people and the sad times with them. You know what I mean? So, and, yeah. and, and it's obviously worse when you see the sad times because you're like, you know, these people have emotions, in it and you, you think they're not supposed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. when you really realize that someone is human. When you see their emotional side, whether it be happy or sad, uh, it's, it's, you know what, I feel blessed, obviously, because of all these stories that I have, but I feel more blessed that, that I, I, I'm called friend by Mark Howe, and I was called friend by Gordy Howe, and, you know, to me, that's, that's forget about the hockey, forget about everything else, just the type of human beings uh, that they are, uh, great people, and if you surround yourself with great people, great things happen to you, that's what I believe. Yeah, in our next episode, obviously, uh, I'd love to have another episode with you if uh, if you can make yourself available, uh, just to you know get those stories about the the Rangers and uh, obviously uh, about uh, you know Mark Howe and uh, how he developed his skills uh, as being a handyman. But uh, if you don't mind, we'll move on to the interrogation for tonight. Sure. Now, uh, you know you you know my situation right now, obviously, with the wife, eh? So. Yeah, exciting time, bro. <laughs> so I'm going to put you through, through the ringer. Are you ready for this? Fire away. Which Canadian American holds the Guinness record as the longest running game show host? These are non sports questions, so I'm just going to throw one at you, okay? Yep. Uh, is it Alex Trebek? You got it, my man. Well, 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 Trebek. Fancy seeing you here. It's been a while. Not long enough. <laughs> That's not what your mother said last night. Japan-U.S. relations. I have no idea what that category is doing up there. I had relations this morning, Trebek. Hope we didn't wake you. Your mother's a screamer. <laughs> For your information, my mother's in a nursing home in Alberta, Canada. Oh, she was nursing it all right. Well, yeah, that's he, a, and it's non-sport. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He went, he went to uh, the University of uh, Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada. So uh, what's your favorite sports movie? I would say Miracle, the 1980 uh, the 1980 hockey team. Yeah, Miracle. With the greatest speech of hockey. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. What is the most points scored by a player in the NHL game? In a game? Yeah, in a game. Daryl Sittler. In a Daryl Sittler. 
have so much information in my head that's, I don't want to say useless, but <laughs> listen, I can sit here, as long as you play it, I can't do it acapella, but I can sit here and do the Canadian National Anthem in French and English. What's your favorite rom-com? Not a big romantic comedy guy. Uh, Young Blood, I don't know if you ever saw that. That was a hockey movie. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hockey, it's a little bit funny, and it, and there's romance in it. Yeah, what's his name is in it? What's that guy's name? And, uh, Rob, Rob Lowe? Rob, was it Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I, we could throw that one up there. Hey, listen, yeah. that, that gets sports in there, too. Yeah, he's a little too handsome for, for my liking, but... Uh... Uh, if I ain't no a... hockey player, that's for sure. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a nice dangle he did at the end of the movie, though. If you could have a beer with any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I did because it was Gordy Howe, obviously. Um, yeah. But if I had to pick, an, if I had to pick another one, so I would probably say one of two people. Uh, it would either be John Lennon or Paul McCartney. Big Beatles fan. Yeah, right on, man. My dad uh, is a diehard Beatles fan. Yeah, it's my favorite group. I, I, I love 60s rock, but, but those two guys were unbelievable. I'm sure you've been to Central Park to go visit the memorial. Yes, yeah. I have. American or Canadian beer? You know what? That's funny. Don't really have that much of a preference. I like most things, you know, but either way, as long as it's ice cold, man, I don't care. <laughs> have you ever made a poutine? Say a, a what? Say again? Explain. This is good. This is good. Canadian delicacy. So it's a fries, gravy, and with cheese. Cheese fries with gravy? Yeah, cheese fries with gravy. You've never heard yes, of poutine? No, but I guess that's like, what do the French people say? Uh, yeah, I've had it a million times, yes. Oh, you have had but it? Never heard, okay. Yes, never heard of it called that. We used to call it uh, disco fries, actually, in the States. Oh, wow, that's awesome, man. So you definitely need to come to Canada at one point and try our poutine. That's what we're known for. That's wow, because I've been there a few times and actually stayed over there a couple of times when Mark did shows up there, or years ago they had a WHA reunion up there, and uh, I got to check that out next time I am up there. I thought, you know what the greatest thing, like one of the greatest things at the time I thought in Canada was, uh, I love cigars. I love a good cigar, a good cigar. And you can't, you couldn't at the time uh, get um, Cuban cigars in the States because they were illegal, you know? Of Uh, course. But in Canada, you guys sold them. I was amazed at that. But have you been to Montreal or... No, where was I? I was wherever the minor league team is in St. John's place. I'm not too good geographically. And then uh, right over the border of, of Detroit, there's a casino there. Windsor. 
Oh, Windsor, right? Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. about as far as far as as far as in Canada where I went. Okay, so you and the wife got to come visit. We're going to bring you for a good potential. Sounds like, like good. You, like you said, it's uh, disco fries. Uh, like like you mentioned, I got some serious questions to ask you now. Which which city has the best pie? New York. Can you give me your explanation on that? Okay, there's a little funny story to that one too. But the water in New York which is probably contaminated, and I don't mean because of this virus, but whatever, for some reason, is awesome. Anytime I go back and I call it home, back to Brooklyn, Staten Island, whatever, all I drink is water because it tastes so much better. Uh, I don't know why, but it does. So when you make dough, you need water, and, and New York water just blows away any water anywhere that I have ever had. And when we first opened my pizzeria, um, my dad used to go back to Brooklyn every week, and he would fill up these five-gallon containers with water, and and that's how we first, you know, we would make the pizza in the pizzeria. Somebody walked in from a newspaper, a local newspaper down there, and was said, "I'm doing an article on pizzerias. You know, we want to know what makes your pizza taste different, or what do you think is what is the best thing about it, and all this." I said, "You know, I said, what do you mean?" He goes, "Well, some guy said his cheese is great, or his sauce." You know, another pizzeria said, I said, oh, I said, that's easy. I said, it's, it's my dough. I said, I get the water from New York, from Brooklyn, and I make pizza. Everybody says Brooklyn water is the best pizza. Well, once I got into the newspaper, this is the first year I was opening the store, the store exploded. Everybody came to the store. Wow, you got real New York pizza. Wow, that's incredible. I know you don't notice, but I can notice this if I come up to Canada or whatever. The bagels taste different. The bread tastes different. Everything tastes different than New York. That's why. That's why the pies are the best in New York. It's the water, man. Well, thanks for sharing that, Ben, because like, I was going to ask you what the secret was for a perfect pie. I appreciate that. And I'm actually really looking forward to eating at your pizzeria yeah. in, a ver- in a very short time. When this all blows over, obviously, I hope that everybody stays safe. At the same time, like, can you, can you kind of give us a little bit of a shout-out to uh, your restaurant? Thank you. Uh, if you guys are ever in Long Beach Island, uh, New Jersey, and Beach Haven, actually, uh, please stop at Slice of Heaven. And if uh, you mentioned uh, that you heard me on this, on Bobby's pod- pod- podcast, excuse me, or just mention Bobby. And, uh, and I'll hook you up big time. Right on, man. Thanks a lot for joining us on the Bucket Drop Podcast. Like I said, I want I want to have you on for uh, episode two, slash episode three, slash episode four. Keep have tuning in. to me. Thank you. Same here, Bobby. Same here. All right. Take it easy, my friend. You too, pal. Quando vigo si appare una festa, passo rudo barrile aganista, come arriva una giorni straniera che si vede così, così. Carolina si scippa con rosa, che l'entista ma che sta gelosa, con un guapo che ingana a due cuore, spitta solo so buona moglie. Oddì, che sterrà di Napoli, che sta su un palcoscenico. Oddì, di Napoli, che sta su un palcoscenico. Su scena comica, su scena tragica, mentre te recita, si indicanta, Napoli, Napoli, Napoli.